Hi, welcome to Pop Vultures. I'm Lucy. And I'm Sarah. And this is the podcast where we pick apart some of pop culture's finest and unfinest hours. Unfinest is a word if you're wondering. Don't look I'm it up. an entertainment reporter, so I basically spend all of my day either chatting to or about celebrities. I am not, but not knowing very much about something has never stopped me talking about it before. Basically, we just really love pop culture, but we really hate trashy tabloids. So sit down. Or stand. Or do yoga. Or run. Or do some laundry and share your love of everything pop culture in a safe space with two girls who sound exactly the same. Let's talk about reality TV. Always. The good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> Seriously, ITV2 announced a new show coming out. It's called Bromans. Bromans. I'm so sad. Bro Romans. Romans that are bros. <laughs> I did actually read that the original working title was Ladiators, which I would argue Kill is better. Me. Better than, you know, best of two evils. Is that the better of two evils? Lesser of two evils. Lesser of two evils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a tiny bit less. Do you want me to read the press release? Yeah, do, actually. Okay. Eight 21st century lads are going to be transported back to the Roman Empire to see if they can cut it as gladiators. The handsome boys will fight it out with help from their loving girlfriends. They may have the muscles, but do these lads have what it takes to go down in history? No, is the answer. We already know. Yeah. Can you name three famous Romans? Julius Caesar, Brutus, blank. Yeah, exactly. So... What's the third one? I feel like we should be able to. Russell Crowe in Gladiator? No, I will not name Russell Crowe anything ever. <laughs> no, no, no. Who did um, Joaquin Phoenix play in that film? Um, I No, I can name a third one. Who? Pontius Pilate. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, he's Roman. When you said Pontius Pilate, I did think um, Potiphar from Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. That was my first instinct. Do you know the one? Yeah, I know Potiphar the one. Potiphar had very few cares. I love you singing on this podcast. Let's make it a thing every week. I'll give a full rendition of that at some point. Okay, but I mean, that took us, what, a good three and a half minutes to find three famous Romans. So I'm going to say it now. None of these boys are going down in history. They're not. Also, when it says transported back to the Roman Empire, what hot sunny European country is that going to be? It's going to be like Mykonos. (laughs) It's going to just be somewhere where all the boys can wear trunks and all the girls can wear bikinis for however long it is. It's very vague about what they'll be doing. Yeah, it's basically, someone said like Love Island, but in togas. Ugh. Can't recreate that magic. (laughs) But it's very vague about what they're going to be doing, so... They're going to be doing chariots and stuff, I think. Yeah. They'll be playing the Emperor's Games, where one of them will emerge victorious and take home the Emperor's Gold. That is so vague. Which is today £10,000. But also then they're like... But don't worry, the girlfriends will join with them on the journey, helping to train and prepare them for the games, as well as immersing themselves in ancient Roman tasks, from winemaking to sculpting. No. They're just going on like a crafting holiday. Girlfriends equals drama equals good TV. And by good TV, I mean awful TV that I will definitely watch. Um, I want to say that the tagline on the tweet from ITV2 is, modern geezers in the time of Caesar. (laughs) Ah! I mean, I am obsessed with any kind of wordplay. Pun, 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 Like pun. any like greeting card that has a wordplay on it, I will giggle. But I see, I can just envision people at ITV2 in a meeting room. They booked it out. They're like, we've got an hour and a half. Someone gets up on the flip chart, draws a circle. They start doing a spider diagram with 
puns about the Romans for absolutely no reason. And then at the end of the session, there's this show called Bromans and it's coming out in September. And there's sacks of money just being handed. I have actually been... I don't think that's far off. So I did like unpaid internships where I definitely shouldn't have been allowed in a meeting room, but I just kind of snuck my way in. And they just sit there and they're like, all right, so um, anyone got any ideas for some shows? Um, I don't know. I thought this was good. And they're like, okay, let's work on that. And you just do just give an idea. Do you think someone was like, I'm into the Romans right now? Like Romans, but if they were bros. But if they were bros and if they had <laughs> hot girlfriends. I bet it was like... We tried gladiators. We tried to resurrect gladiators and it didn't work. No, what's the, what's another thing? Gladiators. And then that didn't test well. Yeah. But they like liked the general idea, so they found Bromans. So you know they'll do Bromans. It'll have a series. Next summer, I'm saying celebrity Bromans. Celebrity And that's what's going to happen. It's so predictable. It is 100% going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be someone from another reality show, uh, yeah. as is every reality show. It's going to be the new celebs go dating, celebrity tattoo fixers, all that BS. I'll feel so cross with myself for watching it, and that's just not an emotion I want to have. It's because we've talked about this before. There is definitely good and bad reality TV, and I don't like when the good reality TV gets lumped in with the bad. 100%. So, completely like, agree. Kardashians great reality tv also entertainment yeah sure but that was early on i mean i know you had i mean if you're really gonna go back into like the archives of reality tv i'm your gal we're talking the osbournes yes first fly on the wall family reality tv people often say it's the kardashians they're wrong i love that as a show but i get it not everyone does and not everyone is like why on earth would we be interested in like watching these girls go to a garage to get their car serviced? Like that's boring. It's not boring if like Kim hits Chloe with a handbag at the end of Don't it. Don't be fucking rude. She got a Bentley <laughs> and Chloe was jealous. That's kind of fly on the wall thing and Kardashians, yeah, was like kind of first of its time, which is why in the canon of reality TV, if we're really going to call it that, I am. It's seen as good because it's lasted, it's really stood the test of time. Yeah. But then you've got other stuff like all those shows that pretty quickly in one or two seasons get turned into a celebrity version just to revamp the format because they think there's something in the format but the people aren't interested in it enough. So people will watch anything if it's got their favourite celebrities in it and see how they interact with each other. But whose favourite celebrity is like Bobby Norris from TOWIE or Stephen Bear? I can't believe that Stephen Bear is a Stephen thing. I watched the funniest thing the other day. There was a celebrity dinner date on, and um, I didn't realise that it was a celebrity dinner date. I thought it was a normal dinner date, and I was like, oh, that guy's, like, I guess, attractive. They, like, did pretty well in this episode. And it turns out he'd one celebrity big brother. And you're an entertainment reporter, and I had, had no idea. No idea. I was like, he looks vaguely familiar in the sense of I like, he had that classic thing of like how everyone on Love Island also looks kind of familiar because they all look exactly the same. Mm. Like none of the girls on it knew that he was famous and he like definitely worked it in. He was like, oh yeah, I, I, I won Celebrity Big Brother and they were all like, oh really? Never heard of you. That's so weird. <laughs> so how was he a celebrity before he was in Celebrity Big Brother? He went on The Apprentice. He, and he didn't even win The Apprentice. Who? who? I googled him I am yesterday, baffled. and I speechless could not tell you his name. I just have got to draw a line with some celebrity stuff, and that is absolutely beyond it. Can I just say something else? I found out about Bromans. Mm -hmm. It's a gift that keeps on giving. It's going to be narrated by Roman Kemp. Do you think that's just? <laughs> I am aghast. <laughs>
Aghast. Do you think it's because of his name? That's surely an in. Or the fact that he's just literally everywhere right now. If you don't know who Roman Kemp is, I mean, you would, but he presents literally everything that you've ever seen at the moment. Maybe they just saw... Roman Kemp. <laughs> Roman Kemp. Um, maybe they were thinking of Roman Kemp and were like, he's a bro. <laughs> he's a bro-man. Don't you just like want to be bros evolved. with Roman? Yeah, and then it evolved from there. Oh my gosh, what if he's the seed that sprouted bromans my dream is to be the muse of a reality tv show my last name is foot there are so many plays on words that you could do but i don't think any that i can think of that would work with a reality tv show idea is it like people become cobblers or it's like a show about walking both <laughs> so boring orienteering celebrity cobblers <laughs> <laughs> off air let's brainstorm this not now We'll come back next week with a full storyboard. ITV, the, are you listening? It'll be the new Broman celebrity cobblers. Do you it's going to go on at the same time and we'll be in a ratings battle. Don't you think that Bromans is something that you would imagine in a comedy where they show like fake TV shows yes. in the background? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, this is like a parody of itself. Like 30 Rock used to do that where they would just have bad reality shows. Yeah. But this is what the world has actually come to. But for real, we're watching it. Yeah, and it's going to get good ratings. I just want to know what the girls are going to be doing other than looking good in bikinis. They're for sure, it's going to be the most stereotypical thing ever. They're going to be asked to make traditional Roman food. So I think that the Romans ate guinea pigs. That's some trivia. And I think that's something that I know as fact. Should and we write in with some things that the Romans did that are definitely not going to be on this program? Yeah, some historically accurate things. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not going to be like, they raped and pillaged. <laughs> <laughs> and go. In today's task, <laughs> we take down a village. <laughs> Surely um, not. Uh, Emperor Claudius's third wife, Valeria, was a, a nymphomaniac. According to ancient historians, she once competed with a prostitute to see who could have the most sexual partners in a night. Bromans, assemble. Phalluses were considered good luck charms. They were worn as charms on necklaces or hung in doorways as wind chimes. Oh my God. So maybe wind the girls chimes. will be making penis wind chimes. Oh my God. Get me a penis wind chime. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Unless it's historically accurate and people eat guinea pigs and make penis wind chimes. Like, I just don't even know what they're, they're going to do. I'm just I not interested. History. <laughs> history is what I'm interested in. But I also just feel like a lot of stuff about being a Roman probably just sucked. Like, it was probably really hard. It's in a way really that, dirty. Yeah, in a way that we don't really understand. Like, they're obviously not going to be, like, living without running water or electricity. You can have one bath a month. <laughs> yeah, that's not at all what's going to be happening so that, i mean they literally are just going to be wearing like bad halloween costumes and then like maybe racing in chariots yeah cool um i feel like we've talked about romans bromans not really about romans but bromans for too long um and we could talk about some good reality tv show which maybe is less vapid yeah that isn't so obviously just an assembly line of cheap telly. Yeah. Because they are cheap to make, which is why there are so many of them. Which I had not thought of until mm. you mentioned that to me the other day. And I think that's a really good point. My personal faves, mm -hmm. this good reality TV show, The Hills. Love. Laguna Beach. Again, the, we're in the same vein as the Kardashians, where that was kind of the first of its kind coming yeah. up. Did you ever watch Jersey Licious? No. <laughs> oh my was God. that the one where they made a band? No. Oh. Oh my God. Two warring beauty salons oh, in Jersey. 
It was so good. I think the difference between like good reality TV and bad reality TV is that there was a cutoff when obviously like people in the hills were in it to get famous because why would you put your life on TV? But I almost felt they were like, oh, this will be fun and maybe I'll get like a clothing line out of it. Mm -hmm. And then you get Lauren Conrad having like the most aesthetically pleasing Instagram of all time. But now people have clocked on to that they can get famous from reality TV. So everyone and their brother and sister wants to be on TV. Yeah, everyone and their bromans. And so it's kind of lost its charm. Something that I have been obsessed with, which I would say is good reality TV of a very different kind, but still entertaining, is Educating Greater Manchester. Yeah. On Channel 4 has started the Educating series. They've previously done Yorkshire and Essex. Oh, I loved Educating Yorkshire. For those of you who don't know, it's just a fly-on-the-wall documentary. There are cameras everywhere in a senior school. Each episode tends to focus on a different issue. I normally love the one about teen relationships. It's great. The first, the beginning of this new series focused on children who have come from other countries. There are two Syrian boys who um, are seeking asylum in the UK. There's also um, a boy from Afghanistan um, with a similar story. And it's really interesting kind of their takes and other children in the school's takes on their integration into the community. And I think that's a really cool reality TV situation. It's almost like crossing over to documentary, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. And it's a cheap way to make a documentary. That's really is what point. it is. But also I think it puts um national and sometimes global issues under just in a, it just brings them to the surface in a very relatable way. I think that makes people think about it differently. I don't know, I just I was watching it thinking this could be really beneficial for changing opinions. And I think past series have been really beneficial for that as well. Oh, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but the stuttering episode Mm. where a teacher helped a boy overcome his stutter. It is nothing short of magic. Also, by the way... Oh my gosh, I cried so much. The boy with the stutter and that teacher were in an advert on the episode I was watching about the Open University and about like how you can oh achieve things God. still. It's so lovely. He also on got a standing archives. ovation on Big Fat Quiz of the Year. I'm not surprised. <laughs> He's a hero of our times. Oh, really Should great. we stop before we cry? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I read a very interesting article on Twitter the other day and the... Headline was, boobs are back. It was a New York Post one, New York right? Post. So, like, the the antithesis of what we like, which is just tabloid <laughs> trash. But, I mean, it was great news for me because I just didn't keep mine in the cupboard waiting for the day. Get them out there. Come on, sisters, <laughs> get back here. Uh, I just, I mean, it rightly so got some strange reaction it's on just Twitter. Ridiculous. It's a ridiculous It's a so ridiculous thing to say. I mean, it follows on from, I think, about a year ago, Vogue were like, is cleavage over? I don't think you can just opt out of your cleavage that way. It's not like you can just be like, yeah, like you said, I'm going to put my boobs in a cupboard because apparently they're not desirable anymore, says a magazine. The actual meat of the article was like, for so long, people blessed with a chest have been hiding their curves under clothes as like bralettes became in fashion. I wouldn't say that I've been like hiding in shame. I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, if someone knows I've got curves. Yeah, (laughs) what will I (laughs) do? Like clothes have still been made. Yeah, I just can't wear like a bralette that has no support. I think there's, su- I think it's such a bizarre thing to have trends around certain types of bodies mm-hmm. that you can. I don't know. I think there's obviously a wave 
that is, yeah, it has traction definitely. And I think it's really positive that, yeah, you should just be embracing your body however it is, not trying to change little things about it because you feel like someone is telling you what's good about it and what's not. But to so specifically highlight this as like, Mm -hmm. boom, this trend starts now. Get them out, girls. Like, it's so bizarre to me. It's like implying that leopard is the new zebra. Like, don't worry, guys. Boobs are back in this season. I can't get rid of them for spring, summer. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sorry. Like, you could have said... Also, you could have said this in summer when things weren't made for my chest. (laughs) Like, that would have been neat if I could, like, buy a top that wasn't, like, down to my belly button that needed support. But it is... It's, like, treating... I guess essentially women's bodies. I'm sure that there is a lot of shaming in the male community as well. Male fashion community about... But I would argue it's not like pecs are back in, boys. Yeah. That's just been... Pecs are always there. They but, they cater to it in a way. I'm, I know that there's some issues. But to imply that women, like, parts of their body is as much of a trend as, like, a mule. What they're putting on like, the body. Yeah. yeah. And I think that for men, the difference is that they do have and always have had far fewer choices fashion-wise. So... Mm-hmm. For women, there are a million different kinds of shapes of tops or um, bottoms even or <laughs> dresses or whatever. So many different kinds of styles. And that, and with that comes, yeah, certain trends, certain things that people tend to go for more, certain things people tend to go for less, certain shapes flatter body types in different ways. Whereas men generally are wearing um, a T-shirt with, yeah, you know, a T-shirt. Maybe some casual. tight trousers. Well, like, yeah, the fit of things is different, but yeah. you kind of have got a shirt with a collar, a shirt without a collar, buttons down the front. It's pretty a much tank where top. it ends. If you must. <laughs> a deep V. Ugh. Again. It's just don't. variations on the same thing. But it, yeah, there aren't as many options. No. So I can understand where there's more um, depth and breadth <laughs> for criticism for women because. Yeah. There's more going on for them in that way, but that's just what you put on the outside. Saying like boobs are back is what you're you're covering your body. Yeah, but it's telling you. I don't know. Yeah, it's acting like your skin is part of your clothing. Exactly. It's a, it's the ultimate commodification of who you are as a person. So it's implying that your body is a trend, and it. I mean, the article is stupid anyway because the pictures it includes are Kim Kardashian, Emily Ratajkowski, and Rita Ora. Relatable bodies. Relatable bodies, guys. Very relatable. But also three people I'm not like, oh, I'm so glad that I can finally see their boobs again because I'm pretty sure they haven't been putting them away. Yeah. All of those boobs have been out for a while. And I'm talking their whole careers. Yeah. But it's also like, it's not like they've been like shoved away and they can now be like finally free. And like, we haven't seen a picture of Kim Kardashian in the last year. Like her boobs have been well and truly out. Yeah. It's all we've seen of her for ages. It's kind of the thing. I mean, it's what we always talk about. I feel like I do anyway because, like you said, everyone's got different bodies, and you can't you can't ascribe your body to a trend because trends change like the wind. Yeah, exactly. And, and it just shows how ridiculous it is to put that pressure on any girl. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're ultimately, while some whatever that article stupidly said, what is it? blessed with a chest, blessed with a chest, <laughs> those blessed with a chest, uh, maybe going to be like, yeah, woo. But those not blessed with a chest, ultimately, you're setting up a huge amount of people. You're setting them up for disappointment because they're like, well, I just can't really do that. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, I'll like immediately go out and buy an A-line something. Yeah. Or like that's 
something that you can buy mm-hmm. unless you get plastic surgery for a trend we do not recommend that please, please don't, don't do that but i mean you can see but that is becoming more and more of a, a real thing like there are a lot of people who look exactly the same as the kardashians because they yeah, but- are modifying their faces to look like them because for so for so long in recent years the kardashians have been i would say the pinnacle of like this new wave of what the ideal body is and that is curvy mm. but like toned strong um but like you said we were talking before when we were growing up as teenagers it was very much the paris hiltons 100%. and the misha bartons you know yeah. the oc was rife with uh so low much rise jeans. yeah so many low-rise jeans loads of midriff little Bean tiny pole. cami tops like just i mean not- what springs to mind is do you remember bandy like beckham do you remember yes. kira knightley's going out top which is essentially like a Don't. chain mail scarf that I is draped over her chest try and push that so far to the back of my mind <laughs> but oh. that's what we grew up with being like well this is the ideal body yeah. and i mean neither and of that us was, look like that definitely not and that was also kind of an extension of the high fashion thing of kind of the kate mosses and naomi campbell's and mm-hmm. that kind of thing the real ironing board situation you've got yourself in there and as as i grew older the ironing board became less and less of an achievable goal it's not gonna happen my hips got bigger and my boobs filled out not gonna happen for gals like us no and i think that's also fine and i just think it's a shame that new york post publishing stuff like that immediately whether we mean to or not even you and i who are much more aware of it we're going to internalize stuff like that and it's rubbish because of course body positivity does not sell magazines i know this from body negativity does does sell magazines because like you said it's going to alienate a certain number of people if you say boobs are back someone who's not got boobs is going to be like how can i get boobs and then some there'll be some yeah, it'll be bogus like five best workout ways to things. get boobs. Yeah, some bogus workout things. Like if you do a push-up in this way, your pecs will push your boobs out. Yeah, exactly. Your boobs have just been hiding in there. Or, you know, Victoria's Secret or other underwear companies being like, yes, now's our chance. Yeah. This is brilliant for us. And being like, oh, hey, coincidentally, running a, on the next page of that article is this great advert for a new push-up bra. And that's just, it's a whole snowball thing yeah. that everyone attaches themselves to in different ways. Yeah, it is also interesting that they attach the pictures of Emily Ratajkowski and Kim Kardashian. Because I would argue that they, whatever your opinions on them, have been quite big champions for body positivity both together. Mm, Posing being like, yeah, I look shame. great. Yeah, I'm going to show it off. So for them to be like, don't worry, gals, boobs are back. And it's like, well, they weren't worrying. Yeah. Did you not look on her Instagram and like, or that Instagram, that now famous one where they pose naked together? Yeah, which is brilliant with the middle fingers up. Yeah. But I, I feel like that article is just bullshit. I think it's absolute bullshit. I think it's but really I think bu- it highlights like just how ridiculous it is because a lot of times these things are like cloaked in language that's like, oh, I don't know pouring their curves into yeah, that phrase and like, makes you want to vomit. They'll show fashion spreads that are just basically, you know, I feel, and like we said, we're aware of it, but there's always things that you wish you could change. And I very much wish I could dress like a man most of the time in the sense of like a tailored suit and a shirt. Hmm. Androgynous uh, And look chic, but I just look like a dude because I don't have the like androgynous body shape to go with it. But that is everything that was in like Grazia and Vogue and everything like that in like the last couple years yeah all i want to do is wear a tailored suit and it's kind of cloaked in that language of like well this is what you should be wearing and this is what you know yeah off the shoulder tops again an issue if you've got boobs yeah not gonna i'm not wearing a strapless bra get out of my face and also you can't to to set 
trends up like that to be like, this is the only thing you should be wearing this season. If your body doesn't allow for that trend, then you're going to feel rubbish about it. Exactly. The whole boobs and back thing is just another layer on top of that because it's saying, you know, if your body type doesn't allow it, your body isn't right at all. It's a cycle, what I'm saying. And I think just the language of literally being like, boobs are back. That's the, the magic of 140 character limit where they just have to say what their article is. But they also eat their own tail because it's just like, well, you are just telling the public what is... You're revealing how stupid your marketing tool is. Like, Just basically saying that women's bodies are wrong and people are seeing right through it. Yeah, Because no bodies are wrong, guys. But I mean, we are all talking about their article now. Ugh. Damn it. No one go look at it. (laughs) It's rubbish. It's not worth your time. I just... Like, we can talk about it, but interesting point, actually, because someone did... I did see on Twitter recently that someone said that millennials complaining about the Daily Mail is exactly what the Daily Mail wants because it gets more traffic to them. And someone argued talking about something doesn't make them money. So if you don't click on the article... It doesn't, it's true. I don't ever click on the Daily Mail, so I'm not actually giving them money when I say... I know a lot of people who do and still hate them, though. Yeah, I I mean, there are people who do do that, but you can talk about something without giving it money. Yeah, I... um. Remember in an interview ages ago, Lily Allen described the Daily Mail as like carbs. Like mm-hmm. you get up in the morning and you're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it today. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a carb free day. I'm not going to indulge. I'm not going to do it at all. And then by like four o'clock, you're like, give me it. <laughs> I gotta see. And then you hate yourself afterwards. It's I not how I feel after my, eating carbs. Yeah, but, I'm um, like, I know a lot of people do. I'm like, I am a goddess. I deserve these carbs. I deserve this pasta. I actually broke my phone recently because I was reading the Daily Mail showbiz in the street and I tripped and I broke my phone. Well, that's exactly a lesson so learned. So after shelling out money to get it fixed, I was like, do you know what? This is a sign and I'm not going to download the Daily Mail app. And I haven't so far. That's actually how I how I kick my habit. It's honestly, yeah, when I got a new phone, I just was like, I'm not going to get that app. Yeah, because I think what I found most surprising about the Booze Back article was that it wasn't from the Daily Mail. And I was like, whoa, this is why it's catching my attention. But it's kind of a New York... Equi- um, sorry, not New York. It's kind of a US equivalent, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But still. It, they it's push spreading. a very similar agenda. Yeah. I mean, the Daily Mail is the most popular newspaper in the entire world. God, that makes me so sad. Yeah, so even in America, it's huge. I knew that, but I didn't know in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Mm. On that bum note. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm just going to go cry myself to sleep tonight. You know what? Boobs are back, even if they are. If you've not got them, don't worry about it. Don't worry about flaunting them. I'm sure you've got something else to flaunt that is equally as gorgeous. Exactly. But most importantly, you have a beautiful mind. (laughs) Sarah, what are you obsessed with this week? (laughs) What I was going to be obsessed with, truly. This is me being honest. I recently had a birthday, as you know. Yes. And the best birthday present I could ever wish for is a home sense opening <laughs> around the corner from my house. Um, anyone who knows me, which is the majority of people who listen to this podcast higher, um, <laughs> will know that I am a huge TK Maxx fan and Home Sense is You are their number one, hun. I do I exclusively shop there. I I rarely shop. I feel like else. it's my go to thing when you've got something new. I'm like, is that from TK Maxx? Yeah. And you're right every time. It's true. Anyway, um, Home Sense is an offshoot of TK Maxx and it only does 
the home and kitchen and a bit of beauty stuff. The best part. And those are all the best parts of TK Maxx. I mean, it is literally a race with myself for how quickly I can empty my bank account into their till. <laughs> Lame obsession, but that's what I've been spending all my free time doing. Well, I am obsessed with Paul Rudd because I have found myself recently in a bit of a Paul Rudd Netflix hole. Don't know what I was doing in my life, but I was I watched Wet Hot American Summer for the first time, which is like a cult movie from 2001, mm. which is... Didn't they remake it? No, they like uh, 10 years later. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. There's like four or five things on Netflix now about Wet Hot American Summer because they really just jumped on that bandwagon. So I watched the first thing and I was like, well, I have to watch the making of documentary. You would love it. I will just watch the making of. I don't need to watch the real thing. It's called Hurricane of Fun. Um, that sounds great. And I just have been obsessed with like staring at pictures of Paul Rudd because he has not aged. That film came out in 2001 and he looks exactly the same in the reunion series. And I don't want to shade anyone, but they have not all looked the same. And it probably sucks to be in a room with Paul Rudd being like, how have you done it? I also don't like to imagine that Paul Rudd like takes care of himself. Like I don't like to think of Paul Rudd as like clean eating or doing CrossFit, but he obviously must. I feel like you were like not on the wave of Chris Pratt because he's in every kind of movie that you hate. Mm-hmm. Correct. Entirely <laughs> Do you correct. hate Jurassic World? No, I did watch that actually. I just thought it was really stupid that the woman in it was in a white suit the whole time. And also that she was in heels the whole time. Yep. Because I've been to Disneyland. There are croc stores everywhere in those parks. And at some point, everywhere. At some point, just go grab some crocs, take off those heels. Yeah. And run. 